Well, well, look at us, back with another episode of Literary Latte Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon. And I'm Katie. And today, we are covering the highly anticipated, critically acclaimed Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. Literally, I've been talking about this book for like... A month and a half, two months. I know. What was it? It was, we were reading, what book? We were reading, I think Carrie Soto was back and mm-hmm. you had started listening to it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've been seeing a lot about it. I kind of want to start it. And you were yep. like, oh, really, Brandon, you're going to read that? We'll I see. was very surprised. Not, not your normal genre. Not my normal genre. And so I started it, but I started it as we were reading Once Upon a Broken Heart. Which was a mistake. Very big mistake because Fourth Wing is truly, I'm going to say this, I'm going to like hit the paint hard right now, the best book I've read in 2023. It's so good. It's so good. And Once Upon a Broken Heart, though not like the worst book in the world, comparatively speaking, not the best. Not the best, no. But, you know, we won't get too much into that. So I was reading it throughout that. But then I kind of took a little, some breaks or whatever, but I just recently finished Fourth Wing. And so we're going to cover it. Katie's been done with it. Katie's been wanting to talk about it. I started re-listening to it because uh, you finished it and then my friend Francis finished it. And so talking with you guys about it, I was like, oh, I need to re- re-listen to this. So I did that and uh, I have a lot of thoughts. Yes, I do too. I was sending Katie funny messages as oh, I was reading like so my good. every hundred pages I would send thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. So I can I can read those as well on the pod. But um in case you haven't caught up on our new format, just to briefly speak about it, since it's the next one where we're talking about just a book. We're changing the formats where we usually would just do one book and cover that throughout the month. We're doing mini-sodes that are like coffee breaks in between each book. And each book episode will be like a full book. So we just released last week our first coffee break. Now we're going to cover Fourth Wing. Next week will be a coffee break. Then another book that we're going to be covering, which I'm picking. And I already know what it's going to be. So we can announce that at the end. Awesome. Um, I'm excited for but um, yes, so this episode solely dedicated to Fourth Wing. We're going to be going all in on it. This is going to have spoilers, which, you know, yes. I got to say, if you're listening to a podcast about a book, <laughs> I think you should know it's going to be spoilers. Yeah, for sure. It's a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, just, yeah. in case just, you didn't. Just to be safe and to be fair. In case you didn't, this is it. Spoilers ahead. So if you haven't read the book yet don't listen to this episode yet go go if you're read rely- the book listen to the book then come back yeah and if you're relying on us like we're not rebecca yaros so like no. we're just talking you want to read yeah. you need you want to you want to be engulfed in the universe of fourth wing so That's i highly great. recommend reading it it is um where do we even begin katie should let's read the summary actually yeah start, let's start with the summary let me pull up my Goodreads real quick. I had it pulled up. Um, and of course, Goodreads loves to just like reset and like Yeah, I don't, I don't love know. it as a as a website. It's fine. It's like so annoying. Like I had it up. I didn't like close the app and then it just got rid of it. Um, okay, so fourth wing by Rebecca Yaros. 
Enter the brutal and elite world of a war college for dragon riders from USA Today bestselling author Rebecca Yaros. 20-year-old Violet Sorengale was supposed to enter the scribe quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now, the commanding general, also known as her toughest talent's mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre, dragon riders. But when you're smaller than everyone else, and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away. Because dragons don't bond to fragile humans, they incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter, like Zayden Riorson. The most powerful and ruthless wing leader. I probably said Riorson wrong. How do you say it? Ryerson. Ryerson. Zayden Ryerson. Oh, Zayden. <laughs> ruthless wing leader in the Riders Quadrant. She'll need every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly. The kingdom's protective wards are failing and the death toll continues to rise. Even worse... Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Friends, enemies, lovers. Everyone at Basgath War College has an agenda. How do you say that? Basgath. Basgath. Oh my gosh. Everyone at Basgath War College has an agenda. Because because once you enter, there are only two ways out. Graduate or die. I did realize um, in... The fact that because you read the book, there's a lot of like weird names mm-hmm. um, that I it was nice reading the audiobook to be like, oh, that's what that name is. That's how you would say it. That's how you would say it. So there's okay. some, some weird stuff. OK, so there's a lot that happens in this book. This book is like 500 and something pages long. Yes. There's a lot happening. So we're going to try and keep our conversation somewhat linear. And that will kind of talk about what happens in sections. But we may jump around a little bit. So fair warning. (laughs) (laughs) This will probably be a little all over the place. But it's fine. It's a discussion. It is. It is. So we're introduced to our main character, Violet Sorengale, which I really like her last name. And I was thinking about this today soaring gale so soaring like flying and then a mm-hmm. gale is like a gust of wind and so it's like soaring on the wind like on a dragon yes oh my gosh i love that, <laughs> that i was nice. so yeah it was so fun so violet is 20 years old she is very tiny her mom had a fever when she was pregnant with her and as a result um she is her bones are very brittle her like tendons and like uh, like joints and everything like she just has to be mended a lot um and she is not very strong she was going to go in her father's footsteps and become a scribe so within this college there's like different sections so it's like scribe healer dragon rider or infantry infantry i think so yes sounds right yeah so she was going to go be a scribe, which essentially is like the keepers of the records, librarians. And that's what her father was. Now her mother is a dragon writer and is a general in this army. And she decides, the mother decides, 
about six months to a year before uh, it's time for Violet to enter the college and just and pick her quadrant um, that she's going to make the decision for Violet and going to push her into the Dragon Riders quadrant. This puts Violet at a pretty significant disadvantage because unlike her other two siblings, Br- uh, Brennan and Mira, mm-hmm. yeah, Brennan and Mira, Brennan and Mira were both training to be in the writer's quadrant from the age of like eight years old. Yeah. So she's way behind. So she just, she kind of figures it out, but we're, we, we meet Violet like hours before she's going to go and try and um, join the writer's quadrant. Mm-hmm. And her sister comes back and is like fighting with the mom. Like, what are you doing? This is going to kill her. Like, you can't do this. Everyone is a very common theme throughout the entire book. Everyone underestimates Violet. And it pisses me off so much. It makes me so mad. It is because she continuously like proves herself like yes. numerous times. Like, fuck you, Dane. That's how you say his name. Dane yeah, so or Dane. Dane. <laughs> Dane. So, yes. Yeah. Mira tells Violet when you get to the, after you pass what's called the parapet, which we'll talk about here in a second, go find Dane. Her sister is like three years out from graduating, which I think there's like four years in the college. And then you mm-hmm. go and you're part of the army. So her sister is three years out from being from graduation. And she's like, go find Dane. He will help you. He'll put you in his quadrant. He'll help you. All right. Mm. Mm. So the sister is like genuinely trying to help. And I will say like Violet is not super well prepared. <laughs> Because the no. rules are, you can only take in your in your rucksack. You can only take what you can carry. Mm-hmm. And so she has it like laden down with books. Because again, she her plan was to be part of the scribes, and so she loves learning and she loves books. And so she had all this like extra stuff in there that she wanted to take. Mm-hmm. And her sister's like, no, absolutely not. Completely like right. unpacks it, repacks it. But what she does give her, what her sister does give her, is a a protective vest that is made out of her sister's dragon scales. Mm-hmm. Like apparently dragons shed their scales. Okay. And yeah. so as her sister's dragon was shedding its scales, she collected them and created this like vest to keep uh Violet safe. Yeah. Which is very cool. It definitely comes in handy throughout the book and proves to be very helpful and saves her in a lot of situations. Yeah. What was your first impression of the mom? I hate the mom. She (laughs) sucks. Like, what is, like, she's literally, and the more we learn about her, she's the worst. It's just kind of like, I don't, like, it didn't, like, I just couldn't get a read on her because, like, she didn't want any of her children to be part of the scribes. She was like, oh, they had to be writers. Like, she was very, like, into that perception of her family. The writers are the cool kids. Yeah. Everybody and wants it, to be a writer. And it was just, like, despite the fact that, you know, at the time, before Violet proves herself, it is kind of like, well it seems like she wouldn't do well, not only because she's fragile, but also like, again, she hasn't been preparing for this really for long at all. 
because yeah. she was supposed to be a scribe. So it's just kind of like she was just putting her in jeopardy for the sake of either image or pride or both. And it's just stupid. And uh, again, more stuff even in the book. I mean, honestly, we don't get too much from the mom throughout the book. Mm-mm. But the little bit we do is just like, ill. Like, do not like the mom. I want to understand why the mom changed her mind. Because clearly, like, she knew that Violet was going to have to make a decision when she turned 20. That's when you enter the mm-hmm. the school. And so was it just the catalyst of Violet's father, uh, Violet's brother dying? Um, Brennan dies. Is, it dies. Um, he is a mender, which mm-hmm. is like a healer. But um, it's within the writer's quadrant. And essentially, I think that was his signet. His signet, yeah. Yeah. So dragons give their writers a signet power. And everyone's is different. So the mom's is to command storms. Um, I don't remember what the sister's is. I forget. It's something something strong, but I completely forget. The brother, Brennan, his was to mend and um, he is killed. And I think shortly after that, Violet's father dies. Mm-hmm. So I think it's that happening that pushes the mom to then force Violet to join the writer's quadrant. Or maybe it's just the fact that like her dad wasn't there to defend her because her dad was a scribe. And mm-hmm. so like clearly the mom doesn't have that big of an issue with the scribe if she was married to one of them. Yeah. Um, it so, could be a sense of grief projecting itself into something else as well. Yeah, or maybe she wanted to be able to have some kind of, like, influence in her life. Literally, uh-huh. I'm looking at my notes for my first 100-page thoughts. My very first note about the book, the mom sucks. Yeah, she's rough. She's a rough lady. She, uh, oh, man. Unfortunately, because she is a general and a very high-ranking general, um, like, she just pulls that anytime her children disagree with her. Mira can can stand up to her more so than Brennan could and more so than Violet. Violet describes it as um, her mom respects Mira, but she loved Brennan. And so I think Brennan's death really, like, messed yeah. with her. But because she respects Mira, Mira can kind of fight back at her, but even still only to a certain point before she's like... Listen here, Lieutenant or whatever Mira is. I don't remember what (laughs) Mira doesn't have a huge part in this book. So other than the fact that she kind of like sets Violet up for success in that like she repacks her rucksack. She gives her that vest. She's like, why are you wearing boots with with um with no tread on them? (laughs) Right. Like what are you thinking? What are you doing? You have to cross the parapet. It's going to rain and like they're not going to give you a rain delay and your boots are going to slide all over the place. So she does a solid and she like gets Violet set up for success and she sees Violet off because the mom can't. Yes. There's like weird rules where it's like certain family can't see you and then you can't talk to your family for like the first year. She also she gives her um, Violet letters that brennan wrote mira it's a diary a diary yes that kind of like would help throughout 
the process and like give yeah, like, like a, words like of encouragement, tips. little insider tips and stuff like that. And those definitely become very helpful. Yep. Um, yeah. But she eventually she has to cross the parapet, which, which is yes, it's like a long convoluted bridge that you have to cross to get to right. the writer's quadrant. And there's like heavy winds. It's just wild. I pictured it as like a stone um, column that was mm-hmm. stretching between almost like two, almost like a like a two parts, uh, two points of a tower. Yeah, essentially, where it's like you have to climb up the these uh, stone steps where there's nothing. You have like a stone wall on one side and then nothing on the other side. People do fall mm-hmm. and die. And then you have to cross the parapet into where the actual college is. And again, it's essentially the first test because it's like if you can't cross the parapet, you're going to die and yeah. you're not made for the writer's quadrant. Right. And because her name is so well known, you know, as soon as she says her last name, everyone's like, oh, like the general. And she has to be like, yes, that's this is. Yes. Um, and also there's a lot of people against her because a lot of people want to kill her. The rebels. Well, not even that. It's like so the separatists are like your your rebels, <clears throat> but also just other people want to kill her because they see her as being weak. And so it's like you It's the ideology like you're you're only as strong as your weakest link when it comes right. to the writer's quadrant. Right. Yeah. And so people are like, you're gonna be a liability to us in the future or you could potentially be a liability to us in the future so we're just going to kill you now before you have the chance to bond a dragon and but then dragons don't are supposedly don't bond people who are weak yeah so i'm like and there's di- ways to kind of like get around like i get i think it, there's ways where killing other people is against the codex but then there's yes. other ways where it's like fine or yeah, you can kill them. You can kill. They can kill each other in like the hand to hand battles, um, because that's part of the training. They can. You can like kill people on just trying to get to the because you're not considered a cadet until you actually set foot into the college, like you pass the parapet and all of that. But we do get introduced to Rhiannon when they're about to do like, the parapet, which becomes one of Violet's best friends. Which we like very Rhiannon. Kind, yes. Yeah. They Violet notices that her boots are very um I, what is the word I'm looking for here? Like they're they're like smooth, like smooth uh sold. And yeah. so she's like, give me one of your boots. And so they each have like one with the good tread and one with <laughs> the yeah. not good tread. And it like saves it saves her, it saves Rhiannon. So I love that they have a very nice friendship because Violet's like, can I trust her? What do I do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And like Rhiannon has has always wanted to be a writer. And so she's been like prepping for this for her whole life. Uh, and they just like, she seems really fun. I like her a lot. I like her too. Although we get introduced to her at that point and we love her, we also get introduced to Jax who's Jack the worst Barlow. person Jack Barlow I, I said Jack's because I'm stuck in once upon a time once upon a broken heart um but Jack he's literally the worst he's one of those where he's not a rebel 
He's just right. someone he's that just like wants to prove himself. He's just the worst. That's My douche. note about him is that Jack is a virgin who can't drive. He's literally <laughs> the worst. And he's just so adamant of wanting to like kill Violet because she's like the weakest link or perceived to be the weakest link. And there's even a point like he's behind her on the parapet and keeps trying to catch up to her. But she makes it. Yeah, she does. I mean, I feel like you could figure because what would the book be if she like died? Which I guess maybe in a plot twist. Be wild. But he goes after her on the parapet, and even almost all the way to the point of kind of catches her at the very end, and she whips out a knife and like holds a knife to his balls, and is like, "You sure about this?" And and she has a, a moment where. She wouldn't be able to kill him from where she is, but she could have castrated him and she chooses (laughs) not to. Like, I don't remember if it's Dane or if it's somebody else. Maybe it's Zayden. I don't remember. It was somebody who was like, well, technically you're not on this yet. Like she is and she's a cadet, but you're not a cadet yet. So you're kind of at her mercy here. It might have been Zayden. I don't remember. Yeah, it was someone. um, She lets him go. Yes, because Violet's so. also very much about peace to a fault. Yes. Um, yeah. I guess. So she are, makes it. She does make it. This is also our first introduction to Zayden Ryerson in that you see him as a person. Now, her sister warns her, stay away from Zayden. He wants to kill you. And the story with Zayden is that Zayden's father is known as the Great Betrayer. He was the the rebel leader, essentially. And um, Violet's mom, well, actually, let me go back. Zayden's dad is actually the one that's responsible for Brennan's death. And then in return, Violet's mom is responsible for Zayden's father's execution. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of bad blood. And so everyone keeps telling Violet, stay away from Zayden. He wants to kill you. And he's... He's intense. He is an intense, intense Very individual. Intense. Very He's intense. Gorgeous. Very scary. <laughs> Very <beautiful>. gorgeous. <laughs> but also the little bit like, ooh, you you dangerous. Mm-hmm. You dangerous. I don't know what's going on. But you scare me. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> But we do get introduced to Dane when she gets there. Because, look, when we first get introduced to Dane, I'm like, I kind of like Dane. Like, he seems nice. Like, you yeah. know, the he's one of those that, like, he kept wanting to help her get out of the writer's quadrant. Because he was like, you need to be a scribe. I want to protect Constantly. you. Constantly. Was the like, first couple you times. You have to go. You have to run. Come on. I can let you go you. now. Let's go. We'll go find the perfect one of the Violet. professors. I'll take you. And she's Violet, like, let's go. She's like, why would I do that? My mom's going to drag me back here. Like, no, this wasn't my can... decision. I have right. to make like to the point where the first time she gets like she. So they do a was called assessment day. And they do hand to hand combat between um, the new new cadets. And I think the second years. And she's put up against this girl named Emogen. Mm-hmm. And Emogen is one of the Separatist kids. Because the thing with the Separatist kids is that all of the children of the Separatists are forced into the writer's quadrant. 
It's the mm-hmm. most dangerous of all of them. That's where they're forced. They it's have like to an prove additional... their loyalty. Right. It's like additional um, payment. So all of the separatist kids hate Violet because of who her mom is. So Imogen, like, really messes up Violet, like, breaks her mm-hmm. arm. It's bad. Yeah. Dane takes her to the healer, to the healers, and they have to call in a mender. And he's like, no, don't mend her. No, just let just let nature take its course because then she'll have to be a scribe. And I'm like, you would really rather her be in pain for longer and potentially, like, what if it doesn't set well? As we know about Dane, he often would rather do the worst thing than in, in the name of it good. being the good thing. Yes. It's 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 like performative activism. I just <laughs> He's just so frustrating because at every turn Violet's like, "No, I'm here. I made it through the parapet." There also, which I missed this the first time I went through, there also is like an entry exam that is both mm-hmm. written and physical that she had to pass in order to get where she is. So yeah. like clearly she's fine. Right. Like Mm -hmm. clearly she's gotten this far and I get you want to protect her. But why don't you just like help her? Why don't you train her? Why don't you like get her to eat more protein and lift weights? (laughs) Have her drink some milk. Like, come on. Like, stop trying to convince her. Stop trying to convince her to leave. Because, again, like, I don't know how many times it has to be said. Her mom's just going to drag her back. If she left to go to the the scribes, as soon as her mom found out, her ass would be back with the writers. So what's the point? There is no point. Stop and bringing it up. It was, like, fine the first two times. Because it's like, okay, like, childhood friend. There's this will they, won't they kind of feel between them. Because there's, like, a crush they both have on each other. Yeah, it's somewhere and- between, like... We grew up together, almost like a almost like a first love, but not really because they didn't actually ever date. Yeah, and know. so it's just kind of like, oh, he cares. I'd say even maybe the third time, but then it just keeps going where it's just like, okay, can you like stop? Like every chance he gets, he brings it up, despite her proving herself, despite her doing all these things that shows right. she can do it. He still does it, and it's just like. You're actually the worst. And it gets to a point where Violet just gets the ick. And she's like, I liked you at one point, but now I'm just like, I'm realizing you have no faith in me. There was something, right. oh my God, I need I need to grab my Kindle at one point because I had highlighted a good thing about it. I will be right back, actually, and I'm going to grab my Kindle. But Katie, feel free to rant. No, I just, it's so frustrating because everyone keeps being like, well, not everyone. Really, it's just Dane. It really is just Dane through the entire thing is like, you shouldn't be here. You're too weak. You can't do this. All of this crap. Honestly, Dean or yeah, Dean it reminds me of like Dean from Gilmore Girls. I just I don't. I'm like, stop. He's the worst boyfriend of Rory's. I'm not about it. I just I want this man to not be involved in Violet's life because he sucks and I'm not here for it. So I had highlighted because basically their whole relationship is them just like him not believing in her and all that. And eventually she gets to a point where she's like, I am so over this. And then so like two things I kind of highlighted that really stuck out to me were her being like, um, 
I can't take his constant pessimism about my future anymore. Which Facts. I love that line. Snaps Facts. for Violet. And then there was like this monologue where she was like, is this who you really are at your core? Someone so enamored with rules that he doesn't know when to bend or break them for someone he cares about. Someone so focused on the least I'm capable of doing. He can't believe I can do so much more. Oh, so good. Yeah, he is like, he's like the annoying, like stick up your butt rule follower. And it's he's a hall monitor. I I was homeschooled. I think you can think about what a hall monitor is. <laughs> I'd imagine they would be a very like annoying person. He's like, what are you doing? You're going to be late to class. What's happening? Oh, he just... does too. He like gives uh, Rhiannon a like. So the one thing about this book is because it's set in a college. Everybody is horny. Oh, yeah. There's so much like. Violet's very horny. Everyone is. Everyone hooks up with everyone. And at one point, like, Violet volunteers for breakfast duty. And her and Dane are, like, walking to the kitchens. Because he's like, this is the only time that I get to see you where I'm not your squad leader. Um, Which I was like, gross, go away. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Walking down a hallway. And Rhiannon comes out uh, of one of the rooms with some, I think, like, a second year or something. And she's like, oh, hey, guys. And Violet's like, hey. And freaking dude, Dane goes, we have curfew for a reason, cadet. Like, go away. Go stick your own head in a toilet and flush. Shut up, Dane. <laughs> He's so annoying. So I can't stand him. He's such a so uh, annoying. loser. Yeah. Um. So, yes. Um. So, but... Because one of the first things when she gets there is they have to, they're practicing like the combat and all of that stuff. About and like the assessment the, day? The assessment. And that's where Imogen kind of like yeah, messes like her Yeah, breaks up. her arm. Yeah. Yes. But there's going to be each time like a different person that she has to face. Mm, the challenges. The challenges. Yep. And now this is where Brennan's diary really comes in handy because it says where she can find like who the battles are going to be like the night before yeah, yeah it's hand to hand combat um mm-hmm. and so they're set i want to say it's like the the matches are set the week before so i think they happen every two weeks mm-hmm. and they the matches are set the week before they're due to take place and the professors decide who's going to um compete against one another now a cadet can request to challenge someone but if that doesn't happen then like the professors get to pick and put thing people in groups or in like pairs yeah so she's very smart violet is incredibly intelligent work smarter not harder she was studying to be a scribe and so she has she has all this knowledge about like poisons and about how to like use people's like own bodies against themselves and like she's just like hey how can i level out this playing field so that by the time we even get to the mat i have a better chance of surviving it's great she's brilliant she is she'll like look up the person and be like okay well what's their allergies and one good thing is she was working in the cafeteria 
So I forget exactly who she was going to face the second time around, but she's serving the food. She knows his allergy. She's able to like spike his food. Yeah. And so or by just the time like, they fight, he's like donezo. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing we didn't mention is so within the the quadrant, they're put into like sections and that's where the fourth wing comes from. Wings, so, if you will. Well, I don't think I think there's also there's different parts of it. So wings is one of them. It's like there's, there's four like, wings, and then within that there is like yeah, different things. Right. So she's within fourth wing. And essentially what happens is um Dane is her squad leader, and she was supposed to have a different wing leader. And as they're like sorting stuff out, Zayden makes it so that the squads that he was supposed to have switch with another wing leader so that now Zayden Ryerson is her wing leader. Mm-hmm. Which is and that at this be- time, it's like scary because it's yeah. like we're thinking Zayden's going to want to kill Violet. Mm-hmm. She keeps getting warned against him. He's looking scary and eyeing her down all these times. He's, and Dane keeps being like, you need to run. Zayden. You run yeah. from him. Stay you away from to, Zayden. You have to run. You have, you have to run. Run, Zayden's Violet, here. run. Run. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Here's what's annoying is I am sure that Dane is probably a very attractive individual. It's one of those attractive but like yeah hoping oh is this like what was the line i think it's from the mindy project where she's dating like a really attractive guy that's like stupid and she's like i visually enjoy you but when you open your mouth it makes my brain hurt he probably cries during sex in like a not in a like vulnerable way no one like a oh my gosh this was just so passionate and amazing. <laughs> I I know see I think that Dane is the type of guy who is gonna pick up a guitar after sex and <gasps> play it and make you listen to him play the guitar um while you're both still naked. But it's the same John Mayer song, and it's yeah. only one. It's part your body. Of it. It's your body is a wonderland. <laughs> your body is wonderland, and he's so off key. Oh my god, you're so right. It's just the <laughs> chorus too. That you're right. It it's just he's just ultimately Dane is just the worst. Yeah, he thinks no, right? We don't. I don't. We don't need to get. He explicit. also thinks. <laughs> This book does because it's set again because it's set in college. Everybody's horny. There's a lot of like sex talk and horny talk throughout this book. It's not super super explicit. There's just a well, good bit of it. It gets it gets it explicit. gets explicit towards the end. It is, but yeah. honestly, throughout it's like not explicit. It's not at that all. bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Um, but yeah. Um. So going back to to Violet's like grand plan of she's using her brain in order to take out opponents before she gets to the mat, um, she decides to go out one night after curfew and go foraging for these berries. And so now she's lived in the area where the college is is Beth Gaius, yeah, Beth Gaius. I think I said that right. Um, 
she's lived there because her mom and, and dad were stationed there for many, many years. So she knows kind of the landscape around what's available to her, again, with her knowledge from studying to be a scribe, all of this stuff. So she goes out, she climbs this tree, she's getting these berries. And then all of a the sudden, these two cloaked figures come and are like right under the tree. Again, this is after curfew. If she gets caught, she could be in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. And the figures are revealed to be Zayden and Imogen, both of whom are separatist kids, like we mentioned earlier. And then pretty soon, more people keep showing up. And Violet realizes that what's happening is that all of the separatist kids who are currently at the college are all meeting together. And there is a, a the bylaw... Um, what's supposed to be is that they cannot meet in groups larger than three. Mm-hmm. And so clearly this is a violation. Like they're breaking the law by meeting. And so she's like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? Like, are they planning something? So she like crawls down to a lower level so she can hear what's going on. And really all it is, is it's the older cadets trying to help the first years kind of transition into this and figure out like, what do they need? Do they need training? Do they need help in classes? Um, You know, all these different things. They're trying to kind of determine, hey, what's going on? Where are you at? You know, what can we do? How can we help you? And Zayden is is really hard on these kids. But it's because it's like you have to be willing to fight. Like you have to make it through. This is a very dangerous thing. And yes, yeah. none of us volunteered to do this. Like we were forced into this, but this is the reality. So mm-hmm. get with it. One interesting thing to note in that one of the girls, one of the classes that everybody takes um, in the whole school at the same time is battle brief. And the whole point of this class is that it's supposed to keep the cadets up to to speed on the current happenings of the war that's going on. Essentially, their country has been at war with another country for like 500 years. Like it's been something crazy and it just continues to happen. And so battle brief is how these cadets who are supposed to be joining the army after they graduate to keep them up to date on what's going on. So one of the girls is like, well, what about battle brief? She's like, I I understand. Like, it's not the information, but it's like what essentially kind of hinting at like what they're telling us doesn't sound true. Mm-hmm. which I was like oh that's so interesting that this like first year is like almost something saying, seems off something seems off yeah and Violet like I said Violet's hiding in the street because she's like okay what's going on if they are planning something then I need to tell someone quickly realizes what it is and is like oh that's actually like how really wholesome. kind how wholesome how nice. like how kind that that's happening um and kind of like makes her question what she believes about Zayden specifically because he mm-hmm. obviously is the leader of this group. So um it's she kind of makes this, this decision that like yeah technically they are breaking the law but I'm not going to say anything because yeah. this is like they didn't do anything wrong. Like mm-hmm. if I were to tell there would like the consequences would be much greater than what this actually deserves right so she waits for them to disperse um and climbs down and is quickly 
caught by Zayden. Oh, Zayden. Because one thing about Zayden, his power, he can control shadows. He is. Which Um, sounds very odd, like just hearing that, but it's very powerful. It's very mysterious and sexy. (laughs) (laughs) And you just, um, like, and maybe this is the fact that I've read A Court of Thorns and Roses, and there's a character in there who is a shadow singer. Mm -hmm. And a lot of fanfic has been written about him using his shadows. Oh, yeah. And so that's kind of what was in my brain when he was talking. I don't know that that's the same as as what Zayden's power is, but that's what's in my brain. Katie's just going through something reading this. (laughs) She's like, Akatar, 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 Akatar. There's some similar themes. But anyways, yes, he is a, a shadow wielder. Um. And he catches Violet and they have this whole back and forth. And he's like, are you going to tell about my meeting? And she's like, no, you didn't do anything wrong. And they kind of like, she's like, well, are you going to kill me? Like, because he, he, Zayden has told all of his group, like, Violet is mine to handle. Mm-hmm. And it sounds very ominous. I'm like, mm, all right. Like, what do you mean? What's going on here? Um. The best part of this whole interaction is at one point they're kind of like bickering back and forth and it gets kind of intense and Violet throws her her knives and Zayden's like, you missed. And she's like, you sure about that? Oh. How about you take some a couple of steps back and see? Oh. So he does. And the handles of her knife touch his ears. Oh. Like... It's so charged. It is such a charged moment. Very charged. And I'm like, oh my god. And then at the <laughs> end, at the end, Zayden goes, All right, better get back inside before your wing leader finds out you're out or catches you out after curfew. And she's like, You're my wing leader. See, then this is kind of like the where we're kind of getting like, okay, maybe Zayden again isn't as bad as we thought. Because, again, the whole story is like, oh, or the idea is that he would want to kill her and, like, handle her. But this would be the perfect opportunity to do it. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't. And he's kind of, like, having a little back and forth. So it's just like, hmm, what's this all about with Zayden? Yeah, I feel like this is kind of when Violet's mind starts to to kind of go in a different direction in a lot of ways. Because to your point, like, she even says it many times, like, He's had multiple opportunities to kill me and hasn't done it. Yeah. So. And and yes. And I, a quick question um, for the assessments. Do they end before the gauntlet or is it kind of something yes. that kind of goes throughout? <clears throat> no, I'm pretty sure it ends before the gauntlet. So the gauntlet is the thing that happens right before what's known as threshing. So the whole point of the first year of this college is that you get to threshing and then you have the opportunity to bond with a dragon Mm -hmm. and not everyone's going to bond. So that's another thing that's happening within this is like the, the dragons have this dragons and humans have this alliance um, and they're kind of like coexisting. They kind of need each other. And the dragons reside in this space called the veil and the dragons get to choose whether or not they want to bond with a human. And if 
you go through first year and you don't bond with a dragon, you have to start over again mm-hmm. and just hope that your second time around, you'll get to bond with a dragon. So that's threshing. And in order to kind of prove your worth to the dragons, you have to complete what's called the gauntlet, which essentially is like an obstacle course up the side of a mountain that is like super dangerous. And I can't even like visualize it the way they were describing it. I was just like, yeah, I just imagine like intense big boulders everywhere. Yes, pretty much. Pretty much. Like there's like <clears throat> a bunch of different obstacles, things you are like moving in different directions. So you have to like make your way through them. I think at one point you have to like climb up something. I think the last thing, you know, like a Ninja warrior where they have that wall that they have to run up. Yes. At the very, very end. I think that's like the last part mm-hmm. of it. So that essentially is them proving their worth to the dragons, more or less. So yes. the the challenges, um, the hand-to-hand combat challenges, that's all kind of like part of the training to get to the gauntlet to then get to threshing. Yes. And um, throughout the assessment, though, you know, like we said, she's doing that thing where she's kind of like, either poisoning them, learning their allergies, stuff like that. But there is a moment where Zayden kind of steps in. Well, she miscalculates. Because here's the thing with poisoning people, essentially what she's doing, um, if you don't time it right, they could end up going down before you actually get to the mat. Oh, yeah. Which is what happens in this case, which is where Zayden comes in to offer to challenge her. And it's a very charged, talk about charged, it's a very charged scene of essentially him kind of teaching her Mm -hmm. and kind of giving her a lot of tips while, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, he's like, I don't want to say beating her ass because I don't think he's like punching her or anything like that. But like, you know, he, yeah, he took her down. Well, took her down, but he's not like, oh, I'm going to, like, break her bones oh, or, yeah, like, yeah. any of that. He wasn't trying to kill her. No, he <laughs> was, was just trying so to show, just, like, yeah. this is how easily someone can take you down. Maybe try this. Maybe mm-hmm. try that. And it was very charged, but very helpful. And it's kind of the first instance where you see, where you kind of have, comparatively, you have Dane, who's constantly not believing in her, trying to yeah. take her away. And then you have Zayden, who's supposed to hate her, but is actually ultimately helping her survive and teaching her tips and trying to make her be better. Yes. And, you know, wanting the best for her. Because Violet's and Violet's kind of already doing that a little bit on her own. Like, so she, Rhiannon, Rihanna, Rhiannon, he's Rhiannon. Um, Rhiannon. Rhiannon. She, like I said, she's been pre- preparing to be a writer like her entire life. But she struggles with history. Violet's very good in history because she was designed to be a scribe. So they decide that they're going to kind of team up. And Violet and then one of their other friends, or I'm sorry, Rian and one of their other friends are like trying to teach Violet hand-to-hand combat. And then Violet is tutoring them in their other classes. And so this isn't like a, a, a new idea for Violet, but it is more... Well, they go easy on her. They kind of go easy. Yeah. Whereas like, whereas Aiden's like, no, we need to get like, get this together. Like it's a little bit more hardcore with it. So yeah. So he's, you know, challenging her. And I, but I like, I like this because it's to your point, like 
she can do it. She's in the situation. So let she's gotten this far. Clearly she's good. Like, right. Like she's not as worthless as everyone wants to believe she is. The whole but- point is just to get through the gauntlet. And so like people continue to die as they oh, go through this. Yes. Like every time we turn around, it's like, oh, this other character died and that character died and there's a lot of death. Violet like watched one girl die that they were kind of like cool with that was in her yeah. wing and it was pretty sad. And then but essentially they have a bunch of different tries on this and Violet pretty much gets stuck on like I think there's like four or five stages. She usually gets stuck on like the third one. I think maybe she gets stuck on the fourth one and then she never even really got a chance to try the fifth one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Like the the gauntlet is a big challenge. And she is like stressing about it and like, what am I gonna do? As this whole scene where like you she almost I feel like she almost dies like multiple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's real scary. And she ends up um being able to get to the top, but what she does is she uses a dagger so and she like runs up it she pushes the dagger into the stone and is then able to like leverage herself up um to the landing and she uses at one point to it's like because they have at the sides like either ropes or something that mm-hmm. you would typically use if you were like giving up and want it to like land right. safely right but she uses that to her advantage as like mm-hmm. leverage to help yeah. her up and yeah. so it's smart again violet utilizing right things that aren't like as obvious to other people and really like thinking critically and thinking mm-hmm. outside the box which yeah. amber did not appreciate amber who is she she was like a wing leader on some other wing i think she was in dane's year yeah and i'm pretty sure that amber and dane had some dalliances in their first year probably she, amber is a selfish hoe <laughs> that she's is one way to put it. so annoying she's like um no this is not right no um, she um, well, this. technically if we're gonna go to the codex um the codex um the codex shut up amber and then like dane like kind of sides with her a little bit and i, I was not i was so annoyed but i was zayden like get out of here right zayden not. thank god who has like Zayden's final like, say that's not against it. It's yeah. fine. Because the dagger it. that she used, she won against another component or uh, opponent. No, it's something like you can use. It's something like there's something in the codex where it's like you can utilize anything. Anything that's on you when you cross the parapet is you. It's a part of you. It's what you brought. It's yours. Yeah. So I think the dagger she uses when she brought. So it's okay, just yeah, like, I knew it was something she can those utilize lines, yeah. that, and it's yeah. essentially it's her. It's a part of her. Right. So it's kind of right. like a little um, what's the word? What's the word where you? It's a little like workaround. It's a little an workaround of the rule. But here's yes. the thing that annoys me about Amber, where I'm like, you're just jealous because you didn't think of this. Right. Like, go away. Just stop. Just go home, Amber. Here. So annoying. So stupid. So, <laughs> so freaking annoying. Um, part of what they learn at the school too is the dragon. So there's different kinds of dragons, different sizes of dragons, different colors of dragons, all of this stuff. And we find out that Zayden's dragon, um, Sigail is her name. She is a blue dragon, and she is 
ferocious. She mm-hmm. does not give two shits about any kind of like dragon code or dragon law. She does what she wants. She was not supposed to to bond with Zayden because Zayden is a relative of one of her previous writers. But Sigil was like, I don't care. <laughs> this is the one I want. And that's it. So um, he's also one of like the only blue dragons. And then it seems like there's more common like green and orange are a bit more of common dragons. Like they're still dragons, like they're still amazing. Um, Mm -hmm. But one of the most rare dragons is a black dragon. And you find out that really there's only two um, and that there hasn't been a black dragon born in like a thousand years or hundred years. Like it's a very long time. One of the the black dragons is bonded to the current like top top general in the army, and the second one is unbonded, and no one has really seen him in like ten years after his previous writer died. Um, his previous writer died trying to resurrect Brennan, so we find mm-hmm. out in the in the um class. The other very rare dragon is what's called the Feathertail Dragon. And they are typically very small and don't ever bond. No one has really seen them. No one's ever seen one. Like they just they stay in the veil um because they're not they're not big enough to to hold a rider, so they don't fly. They don't bond with anyone. So not that they, they they fly, they just can't carry a rider, so they don't bond. Well, part of what they have to do, and I believe this is done after the gauntlet, um, is that the dragons who are who want to bond will come to the school, and the cadets have to walk across a field mm-hmm. so that the dragons can see them and kind of yes. assess them. It's and, like a little runway walk to prove yourself. And you are told to don't look at them in the eye. They're very temperamental people die like the some of the the cadets are very unwise and look at the dragons or they freak out and the dragons can like sense if someone is not um is not worthy and so they do lose a couple of cadets to dragon fire mm-hmm. now what i think is really cool with this is that at one point um these two dragons approach violet and kind of like sniff at her like as like dogs would and yes. she's like really perplexed about what's going on and is kind of like shitting her pants a little bit like <laughs> it would be terrifying but it's her vest they yes. smell the the her sister's dragon is the same color as these dragons that come up to her and so they're like kindred so they're like family and they smell that dragon on violet um which i thought was super cool and the other surprising thing that happens here. Do you want to tell them, Brandon? Who else is there? Who who shows up at this thing? Who shows up at this thing? Oh, dragon. it was Andarna. She we don't shows know her name up. yet. We don't know her name, but it's the feather tail. Um, a feather tail shows up. A feather they're tail. Like, they're like, what is this feather tail doing here? And people like the rest of the cadets kind of like, like make fun of her because she's so small. But it's she's so cute. She's a little like right. golden, she's a little golden dragon. Golden dragon, gotta love her. Yeah. 
And then, um, yeah, so they do that. And then when it's the actual threshing, it's kind of like you go in the woods and you're, it's essentially like you're walking through and a dragon will find you if they want to like mate with you or something like that. Or like bond, bond, you know, mate bond. There is no bestiality in this book. Um, (laughs) But, um, Violet is walking and then she notices that Jack and um two other people are like running trying to find something talking about wanting to kill uh-huh. something and she's like what's going on here like what are they doing so she follows and then she sees that they found the feather tail and they want to kill the feather tail because they're like oh you're useless anyways there's no need for you like you're just gonna weigh us down like you have to go i just the arrogance Mm -hmm. in this is so oh i hate it so much especially considering who's dragon right like what like just leave her be right but violet steps up and she's like no i'm gonna save this um feather tail and she's like if you can fly maybe you should fly away but she wasn't <laughs> um she's like maybe you shouldn't be here right now so she like fights the guys and she's like killing it violet's loki always had moves but definitely with like the challenges and everything like that and with the whole zayden of it all training mm-hmm. she's definitely like learned a lot of moves and then mm-hmm. it gets to a point where even like but I think this happens. So she like fights them off. But then there's a point where someone's about to get her and she notices Zayden's watching, but they mm-hmm. can't step in. It's like against the rules for like wing leaders right. or leaders of that sort to like step in and try to like save anyone. Yeah. But she does see him run up. However, yeah, what really shows up is a dragon, but not the just a dragon, dragon, a huge dragon, the huge black dragon who was not at the day where all the dragons were like assessing the cadets mm-hmm. he didn't show up but he shows yeah. up now yes and this scares jack jack like runs away yeah the other doesn't the other two do the other two guys die i believe so yeah because that's the other thing with thrushing is that some cadets it's like they find their dragons right away and then bonded good to go you fly out of there some cadets take the opportunity to just wreak havoc and like kill other cadets mm-hmm. and dragons can also kill the cadets. So there's a lot of like potential bloodshed. Um, but yeah, so this black dragon shows up and essentially bonds with Violet. Yep. But not just that. It's also the feather tail. It's a package deal. <laughs> she gets two dragons. So the cool thing when you bond with the dragon is that the dragon tells you its full name. I do not remember the full name of the black dragon. No, but it's like the short one is Taryn or Taryn. Yeah. Taryn. 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 Yeah, Taryn. Um, And so you have to go and essentially like once you're bonded, you go back to this field and then you have to... um, a scribe is there to like write down your name and your your dragon's name. So when Violet goes up there, she gives a name, gives Taryn's name, and then the golden uh or the the feather tail, the golden feather tail says, 
and Andarna, whatever her full name is. And Violet's like, what? Because <laughs> no one, mean? there has never been one writer with bonded to two dragons before. Yeah. And clearly, like, Andarna is not big enough to carry, even Violet. She can't carry Violet. She's not big enough. Um, Taryn, on the other hand, is huge. He is by far the biggest dragon. And, like, <laughs> when Violet tries to, like, get on him, he has to, like, crouch down really low, which is, like, unheard of. Like, yeah. dragons don't do that. And then when she went to get off after like to go give their name i think he kind of like tries to make us like a slide kind of thing with his his leg and she mm-hmm. just kind of like tumbles down like it's it's real bad yeah. it's like i don't know how this is gonna work um but as you can imagine people lose their mind and they're like this can't be no, we can't allow this. Like, what? What's going on? They're like, no one's had two, let alone fragile Violet. And yeah. I think even the moms there at this point, this is, I think, the first time we see the mom since the beginning. And she's like not even making eye contact with her. I think because yeah. she's in her sergeant duties and all that. Yeah. But yeah, so they like, she has two dragons. Not People thought she would die. People thought she wouldn't get a dragon. She showed up alive and well with two. Yep. And you know what? If that's not the Violet effect, I don't know what is. Well, this is also because I think this is technically right before she ends things with or ends things with Dane, tells him off, but he yeah. um kisses her. And she feels nothing. She immediately gets the egg. Which I was <laughs> so happy. I was, I was like, too. I was God. like, okay, I'm glad that early on you're getting to this revelation and it's not going to be like one of those like love triangles. No. Like, it's just like, oh, no, I'm done with him. Yeah, we done. We done. Yeah. Ultimately, the reason that she's allowed to keep both dragons is because the dragons have a council meeting. And they're just like, all right, this is what it is. We make the rules. We make the rules. She gets to do this. So it's, uh, yeah, it's great. We also find out that... that not only does he have two dragons, <laughs> so, Taryn is mated with another dragon. Guess who? Guess who? It rhymes with Legale. Nepal. What? It's no, Sagal. It's Sagal. I was thinking Sagal. So I was like, Nepal? Oh. <laughs> Sagal. So Regale. Yeah. Zayden's it's Sagal. It's Zayden's dragon. <laughs> Which I will say, um, in my re-listen to it, there's a multiple points where um, Violet notices that Dane or realizes that Dane is like watch or not Dane that realizes that Zayden is watching her because her scalp will tingle. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those moments, um, and what they find out essentially is so dragon writers have a connection with their dragons and that's what happens with the bond is that um they are able to communicate with one another violet can communicate with taryn and with andarna and then also find out eventually that she can also communicate with zayden because sagale and taryn are mated and so it's like it's this weird like 
web of mental connection. Quartet? Quartet, Quartet. Well, yeah. There's five of them. Yes. There's five of them, and they're, like, all connected. And they're essentially, like, because they're bonded dragons, um, they are now all linked because there's a, a phrase that said at the beginning of the book that is... A dragon without its rider is a tragedy, and a rider without its dragon is dead. So, because there's such a fierce bond between Segal and Zayden, and between Violet and Taryn, if any of the four die, it's more than likely that all of them will die. Yes. It's very detrimental. And there's also a thing where you can't be too far away from the yep, dragons. mated pairs, yep. I think maybe like three days at most. So this essentially sets the chain of events where now Zayden really needs to protect Violet. And they need to be closer than ever. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that is very interesting and definitely... um speeds up a little or you know really enhances Zayden and Violet's story is one thing like we said with the mental connection between the um dragons and their riders um and the fact that Taryn and Segal are very um are there are mated is it through moments of pleasure um <laughs> the riders are very in tune with it. So there's one night where Violet's feeling a lot of feelings. She can't put a finger on it. She can't really like, she's like, what's going on? Like she's getting already... a little hot, a little hot and bothered. Yes, a little hot and bothered. I think at this point we also got introduced to Liam. But um, you know, and she's even looking at him at one point, like, oh, like, what am I feeling? Like, I gotta get away, I gotta get out of here. She goes outside and she runs into Zayden. And Who he is cut... like smoking a cigarette or some kind of like smoking something. He would smoke some contraband. Cigarettes. Some contraband. But um he kind of knows what's happening. Like mm-hmm. he can feel it. It's just like this, you gotta be able to like tune it out and like channel mm-hmm. it out or else you'll go crazy. Well, and usually Sagale, he says to you, like, usually Sagale's good about like damping their connection at yeah. moments like this but it seems like they maybe forgot they, and they, um, they didn't cover that base this time yeah and then Taryn is not like it's still so new his connection his like you know mental connection with Violet is still very new and she doesn't really have any control over it on her end yet yeah and so he's kind of trying to teach her how to but they have a moment where he like pushes oh. her against the wall. It's intense. They like make out, and he essentially is like, "You have to leave." Yes, and like, <laughs> <laughs> it's spicy. It's a. Uh, it's woo. nothing compared to later chapters, but it's a moment where it's like, oh. This is kind of where you see their. They've kind of been fighting this connection, like. Violet talks about how attractive Zayden is in like multiple, but a very like he's attractive, but also fuck him. Like it's kind of like 
Yeah. And, and this then, is like they're kind of starting to become like friends because they yeah, kind of have to. And he's very mysterious and he's mm-hmm. just like, oh, you know, he's kind of seen as like a playboy of some sort. And so it's just kind of like, it's not, you're not really getting the sense yet from him that there's liking towards Violet. Yeah. But then at this moment, you do. Uh-huh. But, um, so just to, um, you know, a little teaser as to what's to come. Um, right. Katie, get, get, get into Liam. Okay. So let me, the reason why Liam. Katie kept asking me when I, I was reading. Liam. Have you met Liam yet? Where's, Where's Liam? Liam? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> I don't Which know. Which he, he is, he is, he is referenced um, at the beginning of the book because he's like the top cadet in the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's bigger than all of like he's taller and stronger than all of the rest of the first years um and so he is mentioned but you don't really get to see him until later so you think like once you have the dragons that's kind of it like you have one you've been bonded that's it evidently not so in the first little bit after you have a dragon the bond is still so new that a a writer can be killed without it like really affecting the dragon as much yeah and so for those first years who didn't bond called the unbonded (laughs) (laughs) um they will try and kill someone who is bonded to a dragon in hopes that they will then have an opportunity to bond with a dragon and so um violet because she is always going to have a target on her back for everything and now she has the most powerful dragon um, she is given a private room because that's the other thing that happens once you're bonded with the dragon, you do get a private room, which like, I don't know why, but you do. Um, <laughs> and she is attacked by a group of un- unbonded people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Darna um, saves her by channeling some of her power. And then Zayden also shows up. So again, going back to that connection between Violet and Zayden, he realizes something's going on, shows up kills the people who are attacking her and andarna's power is to freeze time to freeze time yep yep so after that happens zayden is like you need protection like you need someone with you at all times he's like i can't do that because you know i'm in third year i'm just not going to be around with you liam who is uh his foster brother is in first year and so he Zayden assigns Liam to essentially just be Violet's shadow. And so I think at first Violet's kind of annoyed with it. Um, But Liam ends up being like just a really good friend to Violet and like helps her, you know, it's just kind of like, well, this is what Zayden told me to do. And Zayden, you know, I I owe a debt to Zayden. And it's very kind of like unclear as to what this debt is. Um, but kind of, you know, give some backstory about Zayden, how they grew up in the same foster home. Um, and, you know, he just, Liam harbors a very strong sense of loyalty to Zayden. And as a result, he's like, listen, you can like it or not, but like, I'm still going to be your shadow and I'm still going to make sure you're okay and all of this stuff. So I love the character of Liam just because he kind of becomes this, like, just this really good friend to Violet and he takes his job serious but is like still fun and it like teases her and kind of pushes her and 
you know, it's just, it's a really cute friendship and I love it a lot. I love, I really, really like Liam. Liam is wholesome with his figurines he makes of the dragon. He does so cute i just want to be i just want to like keep him in my pocket i'm just like you're just adorable i don't know if he'd fit in your pocket he's very big that's true but this attack just set off quite a chain of events because violet noticed that someone ran out before Indarna freezed everyone and like zayden killed whoever was left and saved violet And at first, we don't really know who it is. She's kind of, like, secretive. She's like, I don't want to say it because I feel like people aren't going to believe me. Yeah. But she does tell Zayden. And at a ceremony, Zayden calls out this person. And guess who it is? Fucking Amber. Little Amber. Oh, she's breaking the rules, Amber. And so. Jealous hoe. Jealous trifling hoe. Um, He calls her out. Mind you, Zayden did not second guess. Violet instantly believed her. Yep. Fucking dweeb Dane just like is like, no, there's no way. You can't. You must have misremembered. Like, no, there's no way it's her. He's like freaking out. And Dane's signet power is that he can read people's recent memories. By touching them, he can then see their most recent memories. And so he turns to Violet and is like, Violet, tell them. Tell them that Zayden's wrong. Like, she didn't do this. Like, there's no way she'd do this. And he, like, starts to reach out to touch her. And and he essentially be like, let me read your memories. And she, like, recoils and is like, no. Like, you didn't even ask. Um, and ultimately, Amber is roasted. Boom roasted. You know who didn't suck in gas? Literally roasted. Violet. (laughs) Literally. Dragon fire consumed. Yes, because that's how you die by the dragons. Yeah. Um, in front of everyone. Nothing but a scorch mark. Um, you know who didn't suck in gas, Violet? Zane. Zayden. Zayden. I don't know why I said Zane. It's like the combination of their names. Zane Lau. Zayden. Dane. I don't like Dane's. Uh, power. Um, I mean, I think it's creepy. It is pretty creepy. There's too much. There's too much room for abuse of that power. It's also kind of like, what's the point of it in this circumstance? Like, yeah, I guess maybe I agree. with enemies, but like, yeah. not really. I don't know. It's a little much. Yeah. I literally wrote, um, oh my god, Dane, get lost. You are such a dweeb. Go to bed forever. <laughs> <laughs> Violet's powers are taking a long time to really show mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And what's crazy with that is that apparently if you don't kind of start to harness the power, start to like um to channel the power, it can actually like kill you. Yeah. Which I was There's like, a lot t- of ways you can die of, in this quadrant. A lot of things, you, yeah, it's really crazy. And like one of the other writers, his signet power ends up being able to read people's thoughts. And one of the professors, like he, like this, this kid, like flips out and is like, "Make it stop! Make it stop!" And um, uh, a professor has to come out and snap his neck because yeah. it just there's no way for him to control it. And it was I was really like, intense. oh my gosh, it was so intense. 
um it's so scary so there's a lot of pressure on them to be able to like channel their powers in a way that is uh that is not going to kill them yeah and like all of her the rest of her friends are like getting their signet powers but she's not and you also get these cool like tattoos too um which i think is like a sign of the bond with your dragon and that's kind of like how the power is channeled Mm -hmm. so it's cool yeah this is also kind of at the what after violet's attacked zayden decides that she he's gonna take like a (laughs) bigger um part of her training and Mm -hmm. like essentially has starts to have like his circle train with her and mm-hmm. I want to say she, they, he kind of also has her friends come along too, like Imogen, who is the the writer that broke her arm in in on assessment day, um, and is now like training her to fight. Yes, it's pretty intense. Like, it's a pretty big like uh, turn of events where because of the bond with Zayden, the the separatist kids have to kind of like help Violet. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm yes. sure is like very confusing. Their friend groups get a little meshed and it's yeah. interesting. It's but it's scary. We start to also learn a little more about like kind of that maybe in battle brief they're not getting the full story about mm-hmm. things because yeah. she her job is going to the scribe um area and with Liam and getting um material on like certified documents and stuff like that that's going to be covered the next day in the class and i think there was like there i forget the specific details but there was something they saw that was pretty like bad and like mm-hmm. about an attack but then the next day it wasn't covered yeah so which like... harkens back to the the girl at the the, Z- the meeting that zayden had with all of the separatist kids where she was like well what about battle brief mm-hmm. so it does seem like they're not being honest about something. They are not. So they have this essentially once they the first years are bonded to their dragons, they have this like play wars, war games or what they're called. Mm-hmm. And they're like broken out into sections and then they compete against each other. Yeah. And so there's just like a whole series of. There's one harmless one where it's like, oh, find something that would an enemy because the big enemy with them is the griffins and like all the different territory different territories and stuff like that and like the griffins will attack and like infiltrate different areas and like Mm -hmm. kill people so it's really fighting against them so one of the challenges was like find something that would be most beneficial to your enemy to have Mm -hmm. yeah and the fourth wing ends up winning because Violet came up with the idea of sneaking into her mom's office mm-hmm. and then stealing the map that has all the information and different destinations of where certain areas are and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's very fun. I think also at one point they go they take kind of a field trip, and Zayden's not supposed to go on this field trip, but they go to the the outpost where um, Violet's sister is. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we get reunited with Mira. Mm-hmm. And, and then Zayden really shows nice. up after like three days. He does because they also snuck off because Rhiannon's family was close by. Mm-hmm. So they snuck off to visit family. I think her sister had just had a kid. Yeah. So she was trying to see them. 
and then it's a nice uh, session just with Mira and um Violet kind of catching up and like yeah. saying what's happening, little sister catch up. But um with that, one of the other games, I think this is where we find out about the lightning. It's kind of like you're either in the defense or you're in the offense. And it's essentially like either you're trying to stop people from like taking a flag you have or mm-hmm. like infiltrating this one area and all this. And then there's a point where her wing is against Jack and Jack, of course, tries to take it too far and kill Liam, but he does not kill Liam because they end up saving Liam because as Liam's falling and Darna's able to freeze time for a second so mm-hmm. they can catch him, which yeah. a side note with Darna's power, it takes a lot of energy from her. Right. So she's, when she, she's so small. Yeah. So when she's done, she has to like nap and like hibernate mm-hmm. for like a yeah. while. So yep. they do this, they save Liam, but she's so upset that she's like, I'm so over Jack. He's trying to kill me a million times. And now he's coming for Liam. Nah, he's done. So she like goes for him. Like, I think at this point, she doesn't even know she can wield lightning yet. Mm-hmm. But then she gets so angry that all of a sudden the sky like breaks out and there's just like all this intense energy within her. And then it just like cracks and there's lightning and the mountains coming down and Jack falls to his final death. And it's amazing. (laughs) It's wonderful. It's like about time. Jesus. It took you long enough. Finally. Ugh. First. But she feels sick because she doesn't like violence really and like to kill people. Yeah, it's understandable. And you know who's who's there to comfort her? Not Dane. Not Dane, but Zayden. Zayden. Zayden's like, I remember I felt sick to my stomach too. Like it's okay. Like it's all good. But like this is amazing. We know you can wield lightning. Like that's Mm -hmm. such an amazing power. Not everyone has that. This is awesome. So she does start to train to control it. And while all of this is happening, her and Zayden are like getting closer and closer. And it kind of all comes to a head. And we definitely have like a a like a yeah, I shouldn't I shouldn't touch you. No, I shouldn't touch you. Okay, it's F it and just go for it. <laughs> type of like, One, like and not scenario. just like a moment. Chapters. Oh, it's intense. It's it's listen. It's He's so a, a skilled individual. <laughs> it's things, so things, it's so it's kind of shocking electric. because like it's, there it's, were it was just moments where I would just like you laugh. I'd be like, oh my god, <laughs> just from certain things that it was <laughs> great, but it was just like oh. <laughs> yeah. and again like chapter so it's like one sex scene is like 20 pages it's it's not it's not that long it's long like on the kindle it's like 20 pages which is probably like 10 to 15 but like and and keep in mind so keep in mind too um violet can't yet control her magic Mm -hmm. right (laughs) And and so when she has like intense feelings that's when her magic goes yo they are like exploding furniture she's starting trees on fire she started the curtains on fire like it's intense insanely intense (laughs) 
it's great it's great they you're when it happened you're like oh my god finally just finally (laughs) happening (laughs) zayden i'm telling you man that oh my gosh that man is like get some water that man is I don't know what he was doing the first three years in that college, but like Violet's lucky lady. He he knows what he's doing. Zayden. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have they have their first moment, and then there is like this um I forget what it's called. It's like some celebration day where it's essentially kind of celebrating when they beat the rebels, which is mm-hmm. ultimately means it's when they killed Zayden's dad and like all yeah. the rebels' parents. Yeah. So they like go, but Zayden's not there. She finds Violet's, one. sorry, Violet's outfit for this sounds gorgeous. It did. It's like a jumpsuit, but like with a, uh, I want to say like it either it's like off the shoulder or it's it's like a, a sleeveless and then the legs all in black and the leg I think it was panels. like a skirt it's a skirt with like with like high slits yeah you're mm-hmm. right it, it was a skirt so it kind of made it feel like it was like more like pants but yeah you're right it's a skirt it just it sounded gorgeous and it I was did. like I want this so bad but yes she it, it's important what she was wearing because it was not practical for what Brandon is about to describe no, because like she's like, where's Zayden? Oh my god, I miss Zayden. I don't want to be her. Him and Lee, her and Liam, kind of like go off, and then she finds Zayden on the parapet, and this is where you know we're slowly starting to see a vulnerable Zayden. He's still very closed off, but there's glimpses of vulnerable Zayden. Yeah, and so you know he's sad because of his dad, and he misses his dad and all this. And so she starts to walk down, and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm coming to get you. Come and hang out. What's going on? Zayden, hey. (laughs) Zayden, what's going on? Why are you on the parapet? Ah. Um, And he's like, what are you doing? No, like, you're not. You're literally in a dress. It's a skirt. Um, And then she's, like, wobbling down. He comes to get her. And then he's trying to, like, tell her, talk her away and be like, you can't fall in love with me. You're not allowed to. And then she's like, oh, you can't control that. I get to fall mm-hmm. in love with you and all this. And he's like, but you don't know the real me. And she's like, but it's my choice. Yeah. And so they end up walking back from the parapet. So essentially they leave the parapet and hit the sheets. And they're getting <laughs> together. And it's another pretty graphic. I would say slightly shorter, but still very intense. Lightning infused. Shadow oh, yes, building. Okay. Yes, I do recall this, mainly because of what happens at the end. But yeah, I do recall there being another one. So they have their patch and they have all that. They're having their pillow talk at the end of it. So sweet, so sweet. And the first time the next day, because he didn't want to like be seen in the morning, like have people see them. He left violets by her bed so like she wouldn't feel alone. Mm -hmm. And that was really sweet. It's very cute. Um, But then all of a sudden there's a knock on the door and then all this. And then Zayden's like, what the actual fuck? And then it just won't stop. And then eventually it's someone saying, like, oh, we're under attack. Like, we got to go. Like, all this. And it's like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? So everyone's racing down. Everyone's trying to go. It's revealed, though, it's not a real attack. It's part of the war games. Well, it's intense. Like, it is, like, alarms are going off. We're being Mm -hmm. attacked. Everyone needs to assemble. They All of the different areas 
in years get to like the central location and then they're like welcome to the final step of the war games mm-hmm. <sighs> also <laughs> zayden like throws his jacket over violet and zayden's a very large man and um violet's a very tiny person so at one point they get there and rihanna's like hey how was your night with zayden and she's like what are you talking about what do you mean <laughs> like dane shows up <laughs> rihanna like puts her arm around violet to like hide hide the, the, the emblem or whatever yeah that would show that it's, <laughs> that it's zayden's jacket <laughs> yes even though it's a very funny scene, he probably already knows something. Oh, I mean, one hundred percent knows because yes. he mentioned to me yesterday that you noticed that Dane touches Violet a lot. Yes, yes, he does. So kind Which of like I'm he's like, probably peering into her thoughts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that he's doing it all along. I'm just saying that there's a lot of touch, and for someone who can see people's recent memories, if he touches them. He's very touchy. Very. Mm-hmm. Um. Essentially, <clears throat> this last part of the war games is you have to go to a certain territory or outpost and kind of like, I is it you defend it or it's just kind of like you're seeing what's going on there for a few days? So they bring in Dane's father, actually, um, to kind of like facilitate this. And so the... The squadrons are kind of broken up and they're each given their own orders. So Zayden is told to get a group together and he's to go to this outpost and establish headquarters. So he gets his group, right? All going to be separatist kids and Violet. And at first Dane is like, no, you can't go with him. Don't go with him. Don't do this. And then he... um, He touches her as like a, a goodbye and then she like flies off with Satan. Mm-hmm. When they get to where they're going, um, they Zayden, of course, and Violet are gonna have a moment. And then these Griffin riders show up. And Violet's like, oh my gosh, they're gonna attack us. And then all of a sudden they greet Zayden. And Violet realizes that Zayden is like friendly with these Griffins, Griffin riders. Who are supposed to be their enemy. She's like losing her shit at this point and is like, what in the world? What is going on? Finds out that like Taryn knew and didn't tell her. Like all of this stuff has been hidden from her for like a significant amount of time. And she's like very angry. Mm-hmm. They get to their outpost. They kind of like, you know push it aside, get to their outpost, and there's a letter for them. And essentially what it is is that this is a trap laid by Dane's father to test the Separatist kids' um, loyalties. Mm -hmm. And so somehow they knew that there was going to be an attack on this city, and their choices were to either stay and fight and protect that city or go and meet the rest of their quadrant for the war games. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, Dana touched her, saw her thoughts. Now at that point, she didn't know about 
them working with the Griffin Riders. Mm-hmm. But she knew that Zayden was somewhere he shouldn't have been. I think at yeah. wherever that location was. But she didn't know the reason. So right. one of her recent memories was finding that part out. So I think Dane put two and two together. Right. And then told his father, which led to this. So the the Griffin writers are like, we'll handle this. Essentially, Zayden and his friends have been delivering weapons and supplies to the Griffin Riders to help them. We found out that the Griffin Riders are protecting um the the um oh my gosh, my brain just like went totally blank. They're protecting like the, different... the towns outside of the region is what yes. it is. But what are they protecting them from? Venom. Venom. I almost venom. said Vernon. I'm glad you said Venom because I was going to say Vernon, but I knew that it was, was in my like brain that. too. It's Venom. So which Venon's... is from the fables that yes. she would read from her dad's book, which she didn't bring, but then eventually got back from Mira because Mira had kept it for her. Yeah. Again, her dad being a scribe, it kind of seems like there's essentially what's happened is there's more going on in in the world than what they're being told, and. Mm-hmm. It, it really seems like their government and their like military um, heads of their military are lying to them about what's happening. So the Venon are corrupted humans, essentially, who instead of like wielding power that is through a dragon, it is through the earth itself, but it corrupts their minds and essentially turns them evil. And then they have their own um creatures that they ride that are like dragons but they're not dragons mm-hmm. it's like cyborg ai like dragons on steroids yeah like yeah it's... like it like if you like mutated a dragon and it just didn't quite turn out right yes and i think the only way you can really kill them or one of the only ways is like with a dagger Yes, they have like to have a, a dagger made out of a special type of metal. Um, and Violet finds has actually previously had found one of these daggers in her mom's office and didn't know what it was. Zayden told her about it later, and then she recalled seeing it in her mom's office. So it's like it's clear that they know more than the than they're letting on to like her mm-hmm. mom and the rest of the journals know more than they're letting on to but it's very unclear exactly how deep the corruption goes so they make the decision that they can't just abandon this town that they're going to side with the griffin riders and they're going to try and protect this town and it's just this intense battle scene it's so intense and they because the the venom can they pull power from the earth at one point one of the the venom touched the ground and as the earth around them dies because they're again they're pulling the power they're pulling the life source out of the earth if anyone touches that dead part of of the the ground they die and so one of the one of their group, they don't know this yet. That's kind of how they find out. She touch she um walks onto it and she dies. And so 
people are, you know, they're trying to fight, but really they're very much outnumbered. The the venom, it's not a one-to-one relationship between their flying creatures, the Warren. That's not the right it's, name um, for them. Wyvern? Wyvern, thank you. Wyvern. So their wyvern, it's not a one-to-one relationship. So one venom can control a whole herd of them. Mm-hmm. But and if so you kill the venom, then the yeah. wyvern die. Correct. So you can kind of like yeah. trade off. But it takes them a while to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Violet still has not does not have control over her powers. And she's so trying. she's trying to help <laughs> and it's just not happening. And I mean she's like she's she's tiny. Like they they had uh Zayden actually works with Taryn at one point to design a um a saddle for her to sit on to kind of like keep her seated um because she kept losing her seat while they were doing flying lessons. Mm-hmm. And so you know, Taryn is trying to protect her and do all of this stuff. Um, it's just this, this really intense scene where it's like you never really quite know what's going on. And um, at one point, uh, Violet and Taryn are engaged in this battle, and it like the the venom is like on the back is on Taryn's back, like about to kill Violet, and Liam kind of like swoops in and um and saves her and um the wyvern that this venom was on then attacks liam's dragon and ultimately liam's dragon dies and like we said at the beginning of it i'm still gonna cry because it made me so sad oh gosh i can't <laughs> actually cry <laughs> so like you said at the beginning of it i legit think i'm gonna cry brandon okay um, i'll say it. at the beginning of it if a dragon can't if a dragon dies so does its rider basically you can't live without the other well i think if the rider dies so if the yeah a a a dragon without its rider is a tragedy a rider without its dragon is dead and so (laughs) liam's dragon dies and And so violet like races down there and liam's like dying like like it's so sad i listened to this on my way to work and was sobbing and Liam is like, we really were friends. Cause obviously, like, she's Violet's really hurt because Liam knew what was going on with Zayden and also didn't tell her. And so they kind of have this like, um, you know, she's like, Are we were we ever even friends? Like, were you just yeah. lying to me? And so as like Liam is dying there and he's like dying in her arms, um, he's like trying to get her to t- or he wants to go and be by his dragon. And she's also calling Zayden, like, hurry, Liam's dying, like, come, you know, hurry, please hurry. And they can't save him. And so they have this, like, beautiful moment of, like, reconciliation where she, where Liam's like, we really were friends. And um, it's just the whole scene. I was just so emotional because Liam is such a good guy, was such a good friend of the whole thing. And then he saves Violet, and then he dies because his dragon dies, and he then and like the battle is still not over. Like this is happening in the middle of the battle, and so they have to like leave him. And the last thing he says before he dies is that the key is essentially killing the venom. You know, if we kill the venom, they will then lose control of of the wyvern. Um, so he definitely does not die in vain. 
Um, but it just, it made me so sad. And I think that was the death that I was like the most upset about. I just, it, yeah. it just broke my heart. Cause the other deaths were like people we didn't really like. Right. This was like the first death where it was like, oh my gosh, I was like sobbing reading. I was like, Nami cried over Liam. And the and way then- that it's written is just so yes. like. Oh my gosh, I literally, was... like I said, driving across the bridge into Clearwater with like napkins held to my eye so that my makeup would not run. Oh my God. I was on my way to work. <laughs> I had to like take a break from listening because I was like, I have to like get myself together so I can go into the office. Right, I need to get my shit together right now. I was so distraught. It was depressing. <laughs> it was so sad i was so upset um and then it's like he dies and then they have to continue fighting i know because these people they're not going away oh my gosh but they do eventually and because andarna was hit hiding because they were like you have to hide like you're not gonna like we want to protect you but then she comes out and she's like no i want to help and so they try to utilize Mm -hmm. her um freezing time power mm-hmm. however it doesn't work as smoothly with um the wyvern and the yeah it's like they can almost that. like resist it yeah like it's kind of more slow motion than freezing however you know um violet has been wielding lightning for a little bit now and so she's kind of it's she's able to use that part to her advantage so, kind of, but it's still very unpredictable, and her aim is not good. It's not, but it does end up like working, and it eventually saved. it does. And yes, it once them. they use the power. But while this happened, one of the things that happened was she was facing off against a wyvern or something, mm-hmm. or, and then like they like stabbed her with something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she got she, she was like poisoned. She was poisoned. So she's like trying to resist that. She's trying to wield her lightning. They're trying to freeze time. All this is happening. But eventually it does. She's able to use her lightning and I mm-hmm. kill the last one. Yeah. They come out victorious and then Violet Except collapses. For Except for Liam. R.I.P. <laughs> there's actually there's multiple deaths in that. Liam is the one that just hit me the hardest. Right. Um, and so they regroup. And Violet collapses and essentially is in a coma. And there's a lot of debate about like, hey, what are we going to do? There's this poison. And Zayden is like, I know where I have to take her. And the rest of the, the group is like, are you sure? Like, are you sure this is what you want to do? And so it kind of like we can see this from Violet's perspective. And so that's kind of her coming in and out of consciousness. And um, Zayden picks her up and flies her to somewhere and she kind of we she kind of blacks out, right? She goes unconscious because she thinks she's gonna die. And eventually she wakes up in a bed and she's kind of trying to figure out exactly where she is. And Zayden is there. He has not left. Um, he did not participate in the um the funeral ceremony um for Liam because he was so distraught over Violet. Um and she wakes up and they kind of she's you know violet's still pissed mm-hmm. <laughs> understandably so um 
and you know they kind of go back and forth and she's like where are we like what's going on and then there's this pounding on the door and he's like well you know i don't have much time to tell you this like you know if if i know and this is no. also like zayden's perspective randomly yeah it does switch to zayden's perspective in the last part and we also yeah. get where he's kind of like oh i've always loved her like even from the beginning when i saw her give her boot to rhiannon and all this stuff mm-hmm. like i've always had these feelings for her so we get yeah a... he's like he's like ready to admit them because he almost lost her mm-hmm. yeah and so there's this pounding on the door and zayden is like trying to get all the stuff out to violet and um suddenly someone opens the door and the book ends with brennan being alive her yes. brother is the one that healed her hey her sister did not die Instead, he joined the separatists and has been seemingly has been hiding out mm-hmm. with them. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, I did not expect that. I knew there was going to be neither. a twist. People were t- saying there's a twist and the ending's intense. That thought never crossed my mind. Never. I thought for a minute that Violet was going to kill Zayden. Because she seemed kind of out of it for a minute. And I was just like, yeah. what if she turns and just like stabs him? Right. Um, that would have been intense. But um, of or course- I thought it was going to end. Like once we got towards that, I was like, oh, this is going to end. We're not going to know if she's alive or dead. That too. Yeah. I was expecting that because she was in a coma for a while. Yeah. And then, um, of course, my cousin, I'm going to call her out right now, Madison. She tried to be like, oh, when you get to the ending, I wasn't really shocked by it, but my friend was. So, like, you let me know. I'm like, you are lying. You were shocked. Like, (laughs) she does this all the time. She used it all the time growing up. Call her out. Do it, Brandon. With, like, shows. Sound off. It's like, oh, that didn't surprise me. And it's like, you're lying. You're (laughs) lying. You are lying. There is no way. Yeah, I was shocked. Shocked. Um, Fortunately, though, yes, it's a, a, you know, a little plot twist and, like, an open ending. However, the second book's coming out in, like, a month. So, like, yeah, Yeah, we don't have to wait too much. And, of course, we will be covering Iron Flame. Of course, yes. Gotta know what Um, else is going on. I would just like to, like, this book is incredible. It's incredibly written. It's so good. Um, There are so many fan theories out there. And I just want to say this right now. I need to get this out. Get it out. All you people who are like, it's only the first book. Zayden's going to be the next Tamlin. Get out of here with that shit. Who's Tamlin? No, he is not. Tamlin is from A Court of Thorns and Roses. He is not the next Tamlin. Okay? He is a Reese. Do not call him a Tamlin. If he turns out to be a Tamlin, I'm going to riot in these streets. I'm going to write letters to Rebecca and be like, the heck are you doing? Absolutely not. Zayden and Violet are end goals. They're probably going to break up at some point, which is okay. They'll be back together. But I swear, if he turns out to be another Tamlin and to be a controlling prick, I'm going to be so mad. So mad. So stop out here with your theories that Zayden is the next Hamlin. No, he is not. Yeah. <laughs> um, My actual prediction is that either Dane is going to 
realize the error of his ways and also join the separatists and then violet's gonna be like a, oh my gosh look he's changed um which i i also don't want i could I see mean, him joining join. i just don't want violet to be with him yeah i don't know if that would happen i don't no. think she would ever forgive him especially if it's truly revealed like oh he was the reason for liam's death yeah. um so no but i could see him joining the separatists um yeah it is a lot of there's a lot of books left i definitely think her and zayden there'll be a period they're not together oh probably i think they Which should end fine. up together but yeah, y- you so never too. know with these books um I'm gonna be so mad if they're not, unless there's like a a better character that comes in, which I just I have a hard time believing. Like Zayden is just so good, and when I read A Court in Thorns and Roses, I thought Tamlin was just fine at the end of it. Like at the end of that first book, I was like, she can do better. But if that's the character, that's the character. So that's not how I feel about Zayden. Zayden is great. Zayden, what is, did you, the first, like, one of your notes from the first hundred pages was just Zayden dot 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 daddy. Wait, was it? Let me look, because I did either the first or the second. The first and second, and I'm pretty sure it was the first, and I It was the second, because the first, I was like, am I a a Dane stan? Oh, that's right. And I said Zayden needs to chill. But then my first two notes on the second hundred pages were Violet is so horny always. And then Zayden dot 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 daddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Zayden is truly <laughs> Zayden. Um, <laughs> I feel like Zayden is where like our um our types like converge. <laughs> I really want a dragon rider. <laughs> Give me a rebel. Which is really funny because there is a there is a um I'm pretty sure there's a sex toy company that is like dragon themed. Really? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Interesting. Um yeah. with that, um, so we're at the end of the book. It's been a journey. I can only it's... imagine how long this episode is. I know we've been I told you for a minute. I know, I, told I know. You, man. Yeah, you know. The thing is, this book, a lot of details that are pivotal yeah. to the story. And I'm sure we missed things. like, Of course, like, yeah. hello. But, you know, we got the main points. So that's all that really matters. And again, like, read the book. It's um, so good. Just do it. Read it. Listen to it. Just consume this book. It's so good. Yes. um, Katie, Um, overall thoughts and, like, who would you get a coffee with and... Out of one to five lattes, what are you giving this book? Oh, five out of five. Like, seven out of five. Like, this book is great. I, <laughs> I love this book. I am so excited for this series. Um, I am just hoping and praying that this, that she's a very consistent author and that the books don't, like, teeter off at the end. Because a lot of times with fantasy books, is it starts out really strong. And then just because it, it's so long, you kind of lose it. And so mm. I just, I, as long as that doesn't happen, you know, I just, I'm so excited for this series. Um, overall, this is a great, this is like, this is the type of fantasy books that I just love. It's got so many things. It's got romance. It's got spice. It's got freaking dragons and magic and like. Um, and dragons. We love dragons. The dragons are great. 
It's got sarcasm and sass. Like, Taryn is a sassy old man. I love Taryn. We didn't talk I enough Taryn and Andarna. I love uh, Andarna. So sweet. Well, and we also Taryn find out that so funny. Andarna is a baby dragon. That's why, mm-hmm. like, the, they don't stay feather tails. Yeah. She's not going to stay a feather tail. A feather tail just means that she's a young dragon. Yeah. And that when she hits puberty, she'll then um trans- transition to a different type of dragon. Yeah. And that's why no one has really seen the feather tails because they don't come out until they're ready to bond when they're fully grown. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. But this book has everything that is great about a fantasy book. You know, the like the distrust of or not the distrust, but like the the call to like think critically of people in power and that like often the people in power don't actually have your best interest in mind. You know, they're very corrupt, like calling out corruption. Um, there's just so many good things that I'm like, this is this book is just so well written. It's so great. I love it a lot. So yeah, five out of five high score. Everyone should read this book. Um, Getting a coffee with 100% Liam, mainly because this would this book is my only opportunity to say Liam because he's he has died. Um, and we're going to read the rest of them. So there may be other characters that I would get coffee with after those books. But for this one, it's 100% Liam. I just think that I just want to be friends with Liam. I want a friend. I want to be a friend like Liam. I want friends like Liam. I just, I love him. And not in a, like, I want to jump his bones way. Literally just a, like, you're a good person. And right. I'm really sad that you, I, we don't get to see your story continue. Mm-hmm. And so, I, yeah, Liam, 100%. It is very sad. We love Liam. Um. Okay, definitely also giving it a five out of five. It was just an amazing book. Again, my favorite book read in 2023. Which, like, had me at the edge of my seat. It's a fantasy book, which you have said you don't really like. So I love it. It's not my usual go to fantasy. I like typically, like, either, I don't know, like, just regular fiction. I feel like you like a lot of, like, like, thriller type books. I like thrillers. I like just, like, normal, like, I don't know, like, how how would you say just like maybe stuff like hello beautiful type vibes where it's yeah. just like maybe about a family or maybe it's a love story i don't know um and i also like biographies so fantasy i never lean towards but i got to say this was amazing it definitely is opening me up to maybe more fantasies maybe i'll at one point i'm not going to say when and i'm not going to say if it's going to be soon but at one point i do want to start akatar yeah i'll i'll end so. you the books when you're ready Yes. So at some point that will happen. Um, I really just enjoyed it because I think what I liked and my thing with fantasy is learning about the history and all the different worlds and all that other shit. I'm just like, I can't like I'm just like, too which this book does not do. It just kind of drops doesn't. you in and then starts like, yes, mentioning. it has a little bit, but it's just enough to where it's like, OK, got the idea. Mm-hmm. it's very like and like to think i i never thought i would have wanted to read a book where it's like she's going to dragon school or like kind of like that type of vibe mm-hmm. but it was really good and then you get emotionally connected to the dragons i'm like i love these yeah. dragons and i, I just do. loved everything about it 
five out of five amazing book i'm so excited for the second one if i'm getting a coffee with anyone it's of course zayden <laughs> we can get hot we can get ice we could get latte we could get cold brew we could get americano we could get cappuccino we get whatever he wants we could brew up whatever he wants we could use whatever machine he wants i feel like there's a sex joke in there somewhere you may be right uh <laughs> Look, just Zayden, 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 Zayden. I mean, no, I 100% agree. Like, he is a a beautiful, dangerous, like, yeah. Yep. Um, So Zayden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With that being said, that's it for Fourth Wing. Again, I mean, we're going to be doing the second book soon. Yeah. It I'm won't excited. be long until we're revisiting this world and these characters. So it's very yeah. exciting. However, we do have another book that we're going to be covering. And I, you know, I made a little of the decision because technically Katie picked Fourth Wing. I was like, I think it'd be a good idea if it's like kind of like, oh, like, I, again, with the second book, of course, can I kind of going to be both of our choices. Yeah. But like, since we're doing two books a month, it's like I pick a book, you pick a book, you know, yeah, that type of thing. So there's a book I've been wanting to read for a while now because I've kind of seen it a little on Book Talk. I've seen someone talk about it on BookTube. And, you know, I'm just intrigued in it. And that is Magnolia Parks by Jessa Hastings. Is this another um, series? It's a series, but it's not like Once Upon a Broken Heart where I think it's going to be like a cliffhanger. I think it's more perspectives will change like i think the second book is from this person daisy or something that's more of a side (laughs) character in the first book oh okay so it's more like i think it's more like you're gonna get we're gonna get a story but there's still like more okay i got you okay if we wanted to continue we could if not um i think from what i'm gathering it's like a toxic love story and i feel like we've kind of hit that but I think when we've read toxic love stories, it's been like thrillers mm-hmm. and stuff like Someone that. Someone usually ends up murdered. Yeah. So this one seems more like, oh, just like toxic, like maybe Gossip Girl vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We shall see. It is a little long, but I don't know if it's going to be an easy read or not. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for it, though. I'm excited to read this. I've been wanting to read it. Who knows? Maybe we'll want to read the second book. But I have no idea. Find out. Um, because their one booktuber I heard, she, like, loves it. It's one of her favorite books. And then the other one that's, like, her friend is, like, I hated the first one. But then I guess the second one was better or something. Hmm. Okay. So we shall see. We shall find out. So that's going to be our next one covering the book. But um, with that being said, that's it for today's episode. Thank you all for joining us on this long journey with Fourth Wing. <laughs> all um, of my rants. Yes. You know, we love the rants. Um, make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow us on TikTok or Instagram at the Literary Latte Podcast. And, you know, if you want to send us an email with any thoughts, questions, concerns, book recommendations, you can email us at the Literary Latte Podcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.